1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you
0: use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Welcome to the Let It Fly show. I am Michael Severe, my partner in crime, Josh Jones. His wife just had a baby last week, so he is off this week, uh, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. Uh, he had a little baby girl, so. Congratulations to them. Um, we are, of course, recording inside in the Capitol District, the Let It Fly Sports Bar, elevated place to come watch sports. As you know, the TVs, the food, the atmosphere, and it is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bud Light. Whether you're hanging out at the Let It Fly Sports Bar, Bud Light brings you easy drinking and easy buckets throughout Nebraska. Easy to drink and easy to enjoy. Bud Light. And as I told, I said about the food... We always have a different dish off of the Let It Fly menu, and the dish today is the chili dog. This is kind of a new dish. Now they had it in the game day menu, but it is a foot long chili cheese and red onion hot dog on a hoagie bun with fries and a pickle. Gotta have a pickle. Um, should I just should I pull a piece off? I mean, I gotta taste it, right? Don't I? Isn't that part of the rule, Val? Mmm. I don't know what it is about hot dogs but whenever I eat them I feel like a kid again because that was something that they would give to in school camp always got hot dogs so check out the hot dog when you come in it is very filling it is huge as you can see Um, but that is today's meal for the Let It Fly show Uh, at the bar tonight we're taping on a Thursday night you got Nebraska football excuse me, Nebraska basketball playing against Wisconsin. That's coming up. The first day of the Pro Bowl activities where you have all the skills competition going on. And you have the East-West Shrine Bowl where you have the all-stars from college football that are playing as well. So all that's going on tonight. And as a reminder, if you make it out on a Thursday night, you have the Steak and Fry special here at Let It Fly Sports Bar. It is outstanding. We had the steak a couple of weeks ago. And I figured it'd be good, but it was one of those things where like, wow, that's seasoned well. I like mine rare. It was a, you know, a little medium rare, but it was perfect. Um, it was delicious. And so if you ever make it out on a Thursday night, get the steak and fry special. Hit the Let It Fly Sports Bar. Coming up this weekend, sports-wise, tomorrow night, Friday night, that is Creighton against Butler. That's an 8 o'clock start. Saturday night, no local college teams playing, but... It is the classic Lakers and Knicks that are playing at night, seven thirty here in the bar, and then Sunday, Creighton women are on the road against Butler at one p.m. And then day two of the Pro Bowl, they'll have the flag football game and some more skill stuff that are going on. That starts at two o'clock. If you want to check, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to check that out, and a reminder, if you haven't registered yet for the All Madden tournament, that's going on. You can sign up. Just come into the bar, The bar, go to the hostess table, tell them you want to be in the all one-day Madden tournament, um, and you can be a part of it. It's a $100 buy-in with food and drink specials um, while you play. They're going to play the game on the giant screen inside of the Let It Fly Sports Bar. I'm sure you played probably on a 60-inch TV, maybe a 75-inch TV. You can be playing on a 38-foot TV for all men, so one day Madden tournament that is February eighteenth. It is a Sunday. Again, it's a one hundred dollar buy in. You do get food and drink while you're playing, um, and then they'll have the rules and stuff and how you can win money for it as well. My one of my good friends, the Saints fan Tyler, is a huge player of Madden. He's ranked in the top couple of hundreds in the country at playing it. Plays in tournaments. So I'm gonna try to get him to come out here and play as. Well, before we get to our guest, who is DeMornay Pearsonell, former Husker, wide receiver, and punt returner, we'll chat with about his career both here at Nebraska, back when he was in high school in the DMV, and, you know, he's been bouncing around as a professional. We'll talk to him, but it is the week before the Super Bowl, so we're going to hit on five quick topics getting you ready for the week of the Super Bowl. First off, obviously, we know a rematch of just five years ago of – Kansas City playing San Francisco. A game that San Francisco, they didn't have it in hand, but they were winning the game. And then all of a sudden you had to throw to Tyreek Hill. Super Bowl 54 became just all Kansas City. 21 points in the fourth quarter to beat the Niners 31-20. to 20. Number two, if the Chiefs win on Sunday at the Super Bowl, they'll get back-to-back titles. That has not happened in the NFL. You have to go all the way back to the New England Patriots 03 04, the last time an NFL team won back to back Super Bowls. Funny thing about that, that's the last time Nebraska basketball has got off to a fast start as they have this year. So maybe there's some symmetry there. Number three, Mahomes has been great in the playoffs. Not dynamic, but great, right? Very solid. 68% of his passes completed, four touchdowns, no interceptions, plus. He's got the 75 yards rushing as well and went on the road and one game, something that people said they didn't think he could do, went on the road and won games in the playoffs. And then Brock Purdy, not as good, 61% completion rate, two touchdowns and just one interception. But surprisingly for some people who didn't watch him at Iowa State, 62 yards rushing so far in the postseason as well. Number four, San Francisco's head coach, has never been very good at coming back, right? A lot of teams, when they trail at halftime, don't necessarily win. A lot of teams that trail going in the fourth quarter don't always win, right? And it's understandable. But Kyle Shanahan took it to a whole other level. Before this playoffs, he was 0 for 30 when trailing by seven or more in the fourth quarter. 0 for 30. But of course, They came back twice so far, 17 down against the Lions. They did that before the fourth quarter and then down seven going in the fourth quarter against the Packers. So now one and 30, maybe he's gotten that hole, not being able to come back. Maybe he's got that off his back now after two comeback wins. So if San Francisco trails, unlike in the past, maybe they can come back and win the game. Number five is Kansas City's defense and what they have done so far this season. They've only had one team score more than 17 points on them all year long. And in the second half and fourth quarters, they've been incredible. Only 10 second half points scored versus the defense in the three games in the postseason. And if you go back farther than that, they've been dominant really since the second half of the season. Allowed less than a TD in the second half all season. 6.8 points is how much they've given up in the second half of games. It's amazing under a touchdown what they've done. And then there's the Taylor Swift stuff. FanDuel has a question on there for the props. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift? The proposal has to happen right after the game for you to win. The yes option is plus 920. Means if you bet $100, you win 920 if he pops the question. The no option is minus 2200, which is probably most likely. But just some other co- there's some other props you can go after as well. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown on camera doing the halftime show, not during the game, but during the halftime show, you know, while Usher's getting his thing done, how many times will they show Taylor? And they will, because she's going to be singing along, I know. Will Taylor Swift and Kelsey appear in a commercial during the Super Bowl? Have they put together a commercial we don't know about with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey in a commercial? If so, you can bet that. Will the couple announce their first pregnancy at the Super Bowl, you can bet that as well. And you can also bet, will they be shown kissing after the game? Now, I'm not sure if it has to be in the post-game coverage. <laughs> Excuse me, for that? Or maybe it has to be, like, how far after the game are we talking? Because once he's done and they're leaving, maybe they kiss. You never know. But all those are props you can find all over. And, of course, next week we'll have some more props to get into and go over some of our picks for the game when Josh comes back. Coming up next... Former Husker, has played, bounced around the pros. 2014 All-American honors as a punt returner, as a true freshman, finishes career at Nebraska with 100 catches and more than 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns, receiving, and three on special teams. DeMornay Pearsonell joins us next. Ah, uh, Sunday. You take a morning walk to pick up burgers and beers. You tidy the house for 10 fellow football fans. And your biggest chore? Loading the Bud Light into the fridge. It all pays off because nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and beer. Bud Light, easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. 21 plus, copyright 2023, Heiser busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, welcome back to the Let It Fly show. We are joined by a college All-American, a guy who did things on the field that Nebraska would love to have now, talking about return specialist and wide receiver, DesMorning Pearsonnell. Appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you for having me. Uh, so it's funny because you always try to figure out what people are going to do after. Mm-hmm. And I knew you'd be trying to obviously do pro ball. hmm Talk us through that, the way that's been for you, in terms of trying to get in, getting on practice squads. What's that feeling been like over these last,
0: what, six, seven years? It's been a journey, yeah. um, you know, but, I mean, anything that's worthwhile won't come easy. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. It's a business, though. Yeah. So you have to understand that. Um, you got to make sure that, you know, your body's in the right position, that your mental, mm-hmm. you know, is in the right position and everything like that. It's nothing easy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have air to you know mess up or anything like that they don't have you know too much money invested in you and everything like Mm -hmm. that so you pretty much have to be almost perfect every time um you know make the most out of opportunities that you do get because you know those were turned into more opportunities to come your way so Mm -hmm. um it's it's been a quest
1: yeah we had Kenny Bell on and he was talking about being on practice squad Mm -hmm. where you're it's almost like week to week you're trying to figure out where if they want you if they don't want you Mm -hmm. what's uh, you mentioned it's a business what's that feeling like
0: um, that's the side that being in college, you know, they don't prepare you about. Mm-hmm. They don't, you, they tell you a little bit, but it's, you, you really don't know until, you know, you get smacked in the face with it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it, you know, it's hard, it's heart wrenching. Um, you're good enough to play. They like you. It might be just a numbers game, something that's, you know, out of your control. That's yeah. happened to me numerous times and everything like that. And I've gotten released and, you know, within, 48 hours three days or or so you know a week or a month or whatever i'll be back to places and everything like that so um it, it kind of comes with it uh it's it's not easy but mm-hmm. again it's it, it's it's a business you you can't you know cry and pound about everything sure. because you can be in one place and then uh you know when they cut in rosters at the end of a training camp and everything like that um if you play good in preseason and everything like that mm-hmm. Yeah, you might not be good, you know, or you, you might not be wanted on this team and everything like that. But there are you know thirty one other sure. teams that can scoop you up on, on and put you on their active or you know practice squad or mm-hmm. however it may go and whatnot. So um, I mean, it's a, the eye in the sky is always on you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that was you know something to kind of equal the playing field to not you know worry about the stuff that's uncontrollable.
1: So how where is it right now? So you were the last thing you did was the USFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where are you now with that? Are you done? Or are you uh, still-
0: no, 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 I'm not done. Uh, I popped my patella in April which so I didn't oh, yeah, so I didn't even finish the uh the season. I was literally the first game. So yeah. uh coming back from injury, I should be cleared honestly within the next 2-3 weeks and damn. um I know some UFL teams have contacted me, some Canadian teams have contacted me, so I have options to play. Um but I mean everybody's waiting on for me to get the green light to sure. return to play. So Uh, It's just you know Taking it one day at a time Continue to handle What I can handle And focus on You know What's in the house Not outside the house
1: How long do you Do you stretch it out I mean how long Do you continue To pursue
0: that dream till you you can Uh, It's funny Because I had this Conversation with You know People who have Turned over a new leaf and sure. started some uh, some new things and everything like that. And I've always told myself um, once it gets to the point to where, like, I have to go on knock on doors, mm-hmm. I think that will be, you know, the, the end of stuff. So, I mean, I still have opportunities with not, you know, reaching out to people or not doing anything, you know, uh, teams that reach out to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll reach out to my agent um, and whatnot and go there. So, I mean, there's still stuff mm-hmm. to play on and everything like that. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not finished yet. <laughs> I'm not thinking about being done just right, yet. Right, you right, know, right. It's being once I you know got hurt and everything like that, it, it crossed my mind. But you know I didn't want to make a decision off of being you know emotionally um, pissed off and frustrated <laughs> sure. and everything like that. So mm-hmm. kind of went through the rehab process and everything like that. When things have kind of gotten back and I feel comfortable, feel like nothing's happening and everything like that. So mm-hmm. just you know again waiting on opportunities and it's just once i get the green light then it's okay assess you know where i'm gonna go and, and what's gonna be so i mean playing a ufl and hopefully get back to you know nfl roster um for next uh spring and go like that Good
1: morning personnel joining us here on let it fly show you mentioned going through the rehab you did that mm-hmm. back in college too mm-hmm. And I'm always fascinated with how people keep a good mental mm-hmm. aspect of their life because you're now kind of away from the team and you're having to do stuff and mm-hmm. you're getting up early how did How did you maintain that how you
0: that the mental aspect of that um the the, the first time it was it was different I would say you know um, when I hurt my knee in college mm-hmm. uh the the first time uh that one was probably the hardest one uh just because it was a lot to come back and I didn't necessarily know like mm-hmm. how I would come back. Um but I mean I, I, I made a full recovery. I was fine. I just wasn't utilized like I should have been uh beforehand. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> um so it I, I just kept focused on uh, you know, I'm I'm working for tomorrow. Um, you know, making sure that mm. Uh, you know, when the opportunity does present itself and everything like that, that I'm not, you know, mentally checked out of it or, you know, I'm not worried about, um, you know, getting re-injured or or doing something again and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it was always, you know, pushing my limits to the, the day that I'm currently in and tomorrow will be, um, you know, that'll set me up better for tomorrow. And then once tomorrow comes, okay, push my limits into today to where, you know, I start to stack days, um... Football is about r- routines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found that out, you know, with going through, you know, the recovery process and everything like that, of just figuring out, okay, well, my routine was to make sure my body is right. What well, my routine was to make sure that mentally, like I was there and everything like that, yeah. um, to make sure that, you know, I would still be able to get to, you know, the NFL level and everything like that. So once I kind of got out of my own head and, stop being scared of the what ifs and the, I might not be this and start focusing mm-hmm. on, well, I can be this today and everything like that. When it came time to me being on the field and everything like that, everything snapped back.
1: Sitting with the morning Pearsonnell, of course, former Husker. So a lot of guys, when they come in as freshmen, either they don't get on the field or they don't get a chance to do much. You made some really big plays. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that it was easy when you first got here? Because almost right
0: away, it's, everybody knew you, everybody knew DP. Uh, I wouldn't say it was easy. Um, it came natural mm-hmm. um, I wasn't you know nervous or scared um you know, to be out there and go up against uh you know people and whatnot um before you know we got to camp and everything like that I mean we had summer you know workouts and whatnot, sure. so i was getting- i was getting familiar you know with the dudes around and everything like that, and when you got you Know um, it's funny because uh, Randy Gregory was actually the first person to tell me that like I was gonna play really, yeah. And I was I, I, like, I was like, this and mind you, this is you know summer workouts, yeah. Like, this is you know, Randy's come in um, after this is when he changed from 44 to four, mm-hmm. and uh, he's in the locker room, I was you know close with him and everything like that. And uh, we had we would do like seven on seven stuff um, in the Hawks. Um, in the mornings and everything like that before classes and whatnot and um I think it was our first day out there um I was like already like running with the twos, scored on a like a corner route, and Randy came from the opposite end like running down, and Kenny celebrated in there. Kenny gave me a hard time actually. I really didn't like Kenny, <laughs> Kenny at first. Um, that's natural though, right? That's kind of how you handle. You just you you knew you knew you had to understand who Kenny was. Okay. So once I understood that okay. and everything like, I'm like, okay, that's just the way how he is, and, and show love and everything like, it became cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the transition was easy easier um and i was more so competing against you know amir a kenny um you know going against jay mitch and everything like yeah. that the, you know dudes will make plays and everything like that's so, all right watch this like so mm-hmm. i really wasn't focused on you know actually playing it was just more so like proving that anything that y'all can do i can do it too right um and then you know I would still mess up I was messing up All through Through camp And everything Like that I would be in the right spot You know Might run the wrong thing Or might be in the right Or wrong spot And run the right thing Mm -hmm. um, Here and there And everything like that And then um, Like the third week Of camp Like everything just clicked Um, I was just running With the twos Early on Running with the ones Mixing it in Here and there And uh, Was
1: there one moment Where you were out there And you did something You made something happen Where you said Okay I can do this
0: Um I wouldn't exactly say one one moment. Um, I noticed the ball started coming my way mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah, um, and I don't know if that was just because the coach is telling, like you know, the quarterbacks to throw it to, to see what I can do, mm-hmm. or. That's just, like, it was just the, the dominance of, okay, like, nah, he can play. Like, let's see him, like, right. get him in more of a, a role of things and everything like that. Um, like I said, it was sometime around the, the third week of training camp mm-hmm. um, to where the thinking slowed down. Um, I didn't have to think my body would just kind of just, like, react to it and, and do things and everything like that. Um, you know, I started to dominate more so, you know, the, the defensive players and everything like that, and... um that's when, you know, some of the starters started talking crazy to you and everything like that. And yeah. I was just like, okay, or after practice and everything like that, they, <laughs> they talking to you a little bit more. Um, so that was I, – I guess you could say that that was the moment, but there's no, in particular, one moment to where I say, oh, it was this day. Right, right. What was the
1: that transition like when Bo Pelini gets pushed out, Mike Realty comes in? What was that feeling around the team? Because cause I know how much you, it seemed like all the players loved – Coach Mm -hmm. Poe, and then all of a sudden he's gone. What was that like for you guys?
0: Uh, It was weird. Um, You know, when Coach Riley came in, um, nobody knew who it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Um, You know, so uh, after looking into him and everything like that and who he was associated with, like, I knew he had Brandon Cooks. So I knew – at least he, a uh, winner. So uh, sure. of, of course he's going to pass it. So, um, but it was weird cause, uh, it was a different situation where, you know, everybody came from different places to play under Bo, um, you know, and for him to be on the hot seat after multiple nine win seasons is it, crazy. Right. Uh, and looking back at, you know, everybody's, ah, well, kind of <laughs> had it pretty good. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, my my, uh, my high school coach, we talked about it even before, you know, coming out here. And he was like, you know, he's kind of on a hot seat. And there's a chance that, you know, he might not be there, you know, a year or two after, you know, there, if it right. continues to go in the direction it goes. And it was just, you know, it is what it is. You know, I still believe, you know, he's there for he's going to be there for that. Um, he was a, he was a player's coach. You knew what you were getting from Bo. Yeah. Um, R- Riley was just the uh, uh, opposite, not in a bad way. You know, Bo was a passionate yeller type guy, and mm-hmm. you've seen different sides. <laughs> I mean, there was no holding back. You know, Riley was a little bit more um, of a happier man. Yeah. Um, but he was very professional. Um, you know, his system worked um, offensively-wise and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what he wanted to do, um, you know, we did it. It's just, you know, his years here, we had, you know, different type of weak points that weren't, um, you know, fixed ov- overall injuries too. Um,
1: People couldn't stay healthy.
0: A lot of injuries. Football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't say dudes were happy. I mean I I mean but you you had to adjust to things and everything like that. Sure. I mean, life happens. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody, you know, put their best foot forward to, you know, do what was right and continue to, you know, still represent the end and everything like that, sure. but um it was weird. Um, but I mean, I I have no problems with Riley. Like Riley, talk to him every now and then and, and whatnot and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it ended up working out the way it did.
1: Yeah, it was the first time he told you guys you were going to do the hip hip hurrah thing in the locker room. What was what did you think about
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, kind of like when you hear some things and you are like, yeah, no, like that's <laughs> yeah. like, or like that's the best like you got. Like it's like all right, he he, he comes from a different you know period of time era definitely you, yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. i'm all right it, it 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 didn't didn't stick well at first and then it, it then it kind of grew on every everybody is kind of an inside joke type thing but right. i mean it, it was what it was it it grew on you it wasn't it wasn't liked early on i bet i can imagine yeah
1: <laughs> so talk to me about how because you grew up in dmv area uh-huh. right so you're i know that area pretty well I, I lived in Bowie. i lived in maryland and virginia both i was stationed out there in the army. It's a different, obviously, than it is here, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a big difference. Mm-hmm. What was it like when you came to visit? What was it that made you say, "I'm going to go halfway across the country to Nebraska"?
0: Um, once I, you know, once I started, you know, bringing in offers and everything like that, uh, I played multiple positions yeah. uh, in high school: we played quarterback, receiver, running back, safety, corner. Um, so a lot of a lot of universities didn't really know, you know, where I wanted to play at. Um and I didn't want to tell where I wanted to play because then everybody's gonna say, Oh, well yeah, you get there and then you run into a situation kinda like how Trayvon Diggs was at was at Alabama. He was yeah. a receiver. And I and I and I know Trey. He mm-hmm. was a he was a receiver at Alabama and went down there and Nick turned up into a corner. Yeah. He talked he talked about it and everything like that, but but still um I didn't, you know, want a situation kinda like that. Um I think Nebraska was like the third or fourth um university to offer me for a receiver. Mm-hmm. So um they they were they were on me right away. The receiver coach uh was one of the first persons uh or the second actually to reach out. Uh JP was first. And uh and it, the 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 liking was mutual, um you know, and talked about oh, we got to get you out here. Mm-hmm. They came to Virginia, you know, a couple of times before I even came out here. So I was like, okay, like y'all really are interested. Started to look more into um you know, where Nebraska was, what like, you know, what they were doing and everything like again, they winning nine games, they right. playing in bowl games, they playing South Carolina, they playing you know, Georgia, Georgia and, yeah. and everything like that. So, I'm like, okay, so you're gonna be going up each year, you know, against these SEC teams or you know, the teams that were better, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came out here for I don't even know if they call it uh, this now, but for a big red weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of me uh they had like you know they would invite you know the top two players from each position that they wanted out here and everything like that um and it was me and a, a guy from Texas he was a uh, he was smaller than me but he was faster than me um and he went to the open four star guy and everything like that and uh so they had a uh, like a players panel mm-hmm. with the players and the, uh families and everybody was in there talking and it was Walking around, showing, uh, you know the 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 weight room, yeah. the the hawks, and I, I didn't see none of that. <laughs> the offensive coordinator, um, took me, and we was watching film for pretty much. Oh, nice. the whole time. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't just words that you know they physically show showed like you know okay we want you like this we want. Is that Sean you. Watson? Nah, Who uh Bale. I mean um, Beck. Oh yeah, right. uh, Beck. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I was with. The offensive coordinator and the receiver coach for about two and a half hours. Wow, uh, you know, and they like I—I I was walking with everybody, but the offensive coordinator was ra- around me mm-hmm. when he wasn't with the quarterbacks or um, the my wide receiver coaches. You was mostly by me, uh, more so than you know the other the other cat. Um, but yeah, we went we back we went back into the um, the quarterbacks room, which is like the offensive staff meeting room at the right. time. And uh, we just watched film, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I want to use you like this. I want to use you like this. Nice. Um, you know, when we go four wide, you'll be the fourth, you know, receiver when we take the tight end out." Mm-hmm. Um, and he was showing me exactly like how I wanted to be used, and uh, and i I didn't I didn't have to say anything. Like this is you know them coming to me, so I was like, "Okay, like that that stuck." And then. Um, I was talking to, you know, the wide receiver coach after, and he was like, you know, whoever the first guy, uh, you know, that jumps in a boat, you know, that's who we taking. And if, you know, y'all do it at the same time or whoever comes first or whatever, you know, we're taking that one. And then the the next guy, the second person won't have a scholarship and everything like that. And uh, he was like, we want you. But, you know, if TV, you know, it was his name, uh, Mm -hmm. hops in the ship, then, you know, we'll take him. And I was like I was like, I'm not first. He was like, Yeah, you are. I was like, I was like, No I'm not. He was like, I'll show you the, the war room. I was yeah. like, All right, show me. Uh huh. So we went in there and um it was color coordinated uh color coded and red was like the uh the, the number one guys that they went in. My name was Red and I was like, All right I'm coming. Nice Like I didn't I didn't I didn't need to see anything else. Right. Um talked to the talk to uh, when he came to a house visit and um he had, he had told me that you know he would he would be taking over the special teams and everything like that and, oh you know, yeah that they uh could see me playing that early and often and uh I mean it was pretty much open for for grabs if I could handle you know the adjustment and everything like that he doesn't see why I wouldn't I wouldn't play
1: it mm-hmm. a lot of people I, and I work for the Johnny Jet Foundation. So I'm mm. around Johnny Rogers talking about kick returns and punt returns all the mm. time, right? And he always talks about how you're the baddest man on the planet. If you can stand back there mm. and have 11 guys or 10 in a kicker that come in to kill you and mm. you got to make everybody miss, what's the hardest part of being a punt returner? Being a
0: good punt returner. <laughs> Yo, uh, trust trusting your instincts, I, I, I would say. Um, of when to catch it? Or knowing you can just, make just, the guy just, no, just Just knowing the situation, um, you know, and trusting your ability to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people have it, some people don't have it. And if you don't have it, you you just back there kind of like what they're doing now, just catching the ball and being a statistic instead right. of, you know, changing the game at the next level. You mm-hmm. know, that position is if you win, you know, two of the three phases of the game, which is special teams, you know, a lot of those things, that, that like that's a job at yeah. the next level. You can play that for, you know, five to ten years um, successfully and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so if you're not, you know, honing your skills and trusting your ability to go out there and understand the situation and, you know, you got a job to do, of course, you know, secure the ball and everything like that. But, I mean, it's yeah. the, the the secret you know, yards or the sideline yards that you can steal or, you know, you, that you can swing momentum uh, with a return or, you know, a big play on that and everything like that That that's kind of a little forgotten about um, and whatnot and everything like that. So I, I think that's the most important part is just, you know, mm-hmm. understanding, like, you know, your ability and w- what you bring to it and actually, like, you know, letting that take over for you.
1: Mm. Good morning, personnel joining us here on Let It Fly Show. What do you remember most about that? Last game of twenty fourteen, that Kenny Bell catches the touchdown and overtime. And what do you remember most about that game against Iowa? Oh, I
0: oh, that that, game. not the bowl game. Yeah, yeah, I the, thought you were talking yeah. about the bowl game. No, um, Bow's last game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bo's last game. I mean, it. He was fired the next morning. There's no way you could
1: have thought that that was coming no. after winner, right?
0: Um, it was a night to be celebrated. Like we were yeah. still on 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 that, and I literally got woken up to the news of it. And do they text
1: you guys? What do they do? Email you, call you, what'd they do?
0: We found out after it was already announced. Oh, so it was like on the news? Like we like you know that they, they try and, you know, do things, you know, hit the athletes first and everything. Right. No, like <laughs> we we got we got notified after it was all over the news. Like oh, wow. once it broke literally within two minutes of it breaking, like then we gotta text a, hey, you know, emergency team meeting, um, you know, come to the stadium at yeah. this time. And once we got to the stadium, then they told us at the meeting. But even still, when they texted us, we we didn't we didn't know it didn't say, "Hey, both fired." You know, come to like, no, it's an emergency team meeting. Right. Report to um, the facility uh, um, by one o'clock or by twelve thirty, whatever, mm-hmm. 1245, whatever the time was, and everything because it was early. Like he he, he got fired. Like I want to I, like, I was
1: doing a radio show eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, was like about say, yeah, yeah, yeah I I, yeah. I thought
0: it was like around like was, like nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it 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 it, it happened. Early, but, um, getting back to the game, um, that was probably like the worst start we've had in a game all year. Um, and it wasn't nothing that, you know, I was doing, it was stuff that we were doing to ourselves. It was an early game. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really play early. I mean, we didn't really play good in any early games that year. McNeese. Oh yeah. You know what happened with that? Mm Um, so it, it wasn't Nothing that I Was doing We just you know Dug ourselves uh, In a hole And um, I don't know Exactly you know What was the Turning point for us To like start Climbing back But uh, you know, Mir said some stuff, Kenny said some stuff and then, you know, one thing after another defense mm-hmm. started, you know, turning and turning making turnovers, um, you know, offense started, you know, dry, uh, driving the ball. I think Sam, uh, hit a guy and fumbled and we got the ball back. And then I think one of the returns happened or something like that. So mm-hmm. it was, um, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a slow, it was a slow climb back. Um, you know, more so in the second half we were on fire. Yeah. Um, it, it it was a heavy match. It was a heavyweight match. Uh, blow for blow, you know yeah. they were swinging, we were swinging, yeah. And uh, we went to overtime, and you know we we got the win.
1: It's in your Twitter account, obviously. But <laughs> are you surprised <laughs> when people at that point, especially punted to you, because they knew what season you had? Were they surprised? you surprised when they were still punted to you? Uh,
0: I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily surprised. Um, I just knew I wasn't gonna probably going to get you know many opportunities. Right. Um, every now and then you might have you know had one. Uh, where they wouldn't – I can't really tell you, like, when people stopped stopped it. I would probably say sometime after the Michigan State one, maybe yeah. because the, yeah. the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's when you see they were, you know, angling it to the sideline. Or if I'm on this side, they would pooch it to the other side. Mm-hmm. Or they would put you really, really high and really, really short. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't just me. You know, our special teams unit were, were blocking kicks sure. as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know a, – a We were number
1: one. Number one special team. In all of the efficiency rankings that year when Bo took it over. That just, you guys,
0: number one. I think I was number two in one statistic, I yeah. think. But I mean, the overall the special overall,
1: teams. Yeah, overall, yeah. Overall special yeah, teams, yeah. you guys went from being like 130
0: like 129 to, to being first, yeah. 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 So, I mean, and that was just Bo, you know, he attention to detail and everything like that, you know, assignment, preparation. Um, you, he got guys out there that, that wanted, you know, to have to to you know to do their jobs well mm-hmm. um you know the 11 guys the 10 guys in front of me made my job a lot easier sure. all i had to do was pretty much make a guy or two miss and yeah. and run and everything like that but uh you know he had guys out there that you know it didn't matter if they were four stars. It didn't matter if they, you know, were seniors or started um, here and there and everything like that. It was a mix of, you know, walk-ons. It was a mix of, you mm. know, scholarship guys. And everybody was like, all right, well, you know, we'll do this, and you just return. All right, cool. So yeah. it, it made my job a lot easier.
1: No doubt about that. Um, did you go to that meeting that Bo had with the players after the yes. season? Did you go to that? Yeah. What was the feeling like in that room? Because, I mean, I heard the audio and everything, but, I mean, it – like a like real emotion.
0: Um, to be honest, like Bo was really calm. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't angry. You know, he was just like you know I understand these things kind of happen and everything like that. I'm here for you guys and everything like that. If y'all need any anything mm. or you know you want to talk about you know moving some, somewhere else and everything like that, have a conversation with me before you you think about that. It wasn't just you know oh come with me, oh, yeah. X Y and Z. Like no, nah, he wanted he still wanted you know everybody to be make sure that you know they were still making the best decisions you know for their futures not mm-hmm. just because of a, a an emotional event uh occurred and everything like that um Bo went out how Bo went out I mean he, yeah he's a passionate guy people are <laughs> mad uh, mad and upset about you know, what he said and everything like that. But at the end of the day, you know, he was straightforward. And yeah. um in today's world, you don't see a lot of that. So um I still take a bullet uh, for him, you know, to this day. I don't have nothing bad to say about him. And if anybody, you know, would bad mouth him <laughs> in front of me, I have no problem stepping in and checking that. Cause right. You know, he, he gave me an opportunity, um, you know, to further my education. He gave me opportunity to, you know, continue to follow my dreams and everything like that. So, uh, regardless of what you think, you're on the outside. I actually, you know, knew him in mm-hmm. a different lighting and whatnot. And you know, through the good and bad, still accept who he was.
1: Yeah. One of the, my favorite moments is uh, I did some work with Joe Gans for a while mm-hmm. um, on the radio, and he said to me once, he goes, "You know, Bo always liked you." And I was like,
0: "I felt good because he didn't <laughs> like nobody, um, at least in the media."
1: Uh, the morning person joining us here. He, he, had, he, had, he had his
0: he had his people. He was he was a little bit you know more all right with, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, the media had a job, and, you know, sure. they were painting a picture, and he didn't like what they were saying. Again, sure. it's, no, I you know, outside, the you know, the walls, opinions ab- about stuff, and then you try and change, you know, players' words and pull st- certain stuff out and stuff gets, you know, misconstrued and everything like that. So um, am I blaming him for f- feeling, you know, a certain way about stuff? No, because Nebraska media was something serious. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. every day yeah. of the year there, there's an article coming out about mm-hmm. football. So, right,
1: right, right. No, I understand. Um, let's talk a little bit about when, when you got to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, the football stuff, you know, you know that, but the off-the-field thing, how did you adapt to that move, I know you pledged, which is always helpful. Mm-hmm. But how did you adapt to that?
0: Uh, the biggest thing was the code. I hate the code. Really, <laughs> really. Uh, I, my first, uh, my first, you know, winner here. I think I don't, I don't think I've ever been that sick in my <laughs> life. Uh, um, but uh, you know, we had a, we had a good class that yeah. came in that year. I think we had uh, four or five true freshmen that played. Um, including myself, I know Josh Kalu played. I know Kyron Williams played. I know um, Chris Jones mm. Uh So, I mean, and they all, you know, contributed in, in some shape or form. You know, I think Kyron was big on special teams as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Jones was another special teams uh, late in the year. He got, you know, active uh, into actually playing, I think. Uh, and then Kalu played probably earlier. Yeah, about the about the same time, roughly the same time as me, because Chuck Chuck, uh, Chuck went down. Oh right. Yep. Um, and Kalu was thrown in that corner. I right, had nickel. Uh um, Charles Jackson. Yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 Um, so we we had a group that you know we we would wake up early on uh you know sundays you know some dudes would go to church and everything like that but we would you know go into the field house race routes (laughs) um you know work out and everything like that every 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 sunday yeah uh so i mean you you had a group of guys offense and defensive guys you know it just wasn't you know four or five like it was probably a group of Mm -hmm. 10 12 and then you know some some of the older guys here and there would, would come through and whatnot uh but you know they made the transition easier you know um your family away from your family. Sure. You you grew, uh, you grow to uh, having a, you know, an adopted family and uh, you, you know, established friendships and everything like that. And uh, you around them every day, workouts, class, mm-hmm. lunch, uh, study hall and everything like that. So um, we really didn't have time to really do too much of anything else, especially, you know, your freshman year, you yeah. not understanding how, Everything works and whatnot. You're just figuring it out, and then you know spring ball starts and everything like that. Um, so we were more so just you know busy with stuff. It was it was it was easy. It's, there's not yeah. much to do in Lincoln. You yeah, know how, you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, we stuck together. You know we we didn't get in too much trouble or anything like that. And you know we had the fun that we had.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Well, how does how did being you Omega Sci-Fi, right is what you <laughs> pledged. How did that organization help you in terms of just making friends away from the team and and doing things away from
0: the team? Uh, I mean, you, you've been around in the area. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it, That you know, black fraternities and sororities have a huge, um, you know, presence, Mm -hmm. uh, back home. So, you know, I grew up around, you know, some of my coaches, some of my teachers, uh, were mega men and everything like that. So I was more comfortable, you know, with them and everything like that. I knew, you know, what they stood for, where sure. they were coming from and everything like that. So when uh, I was literally walking across campus one day and I seen, you know, my profite, Uh fight, well, uh, my profite now, but at the time he wasn't, I seen him yeah. uh, with a scarf on, literally stopped and I was like, y'all out here? And he was like, yeah. yeah. And got his card and everything like that. And then, you know, f- so the r- second semester of my freshman year, uh, you know, I got to know the the chapter here and everything like that mm-hmm. and um I, I got the opportunity to, to, to pledge that uh that next spring. Um and it helped me with just, you know, realizing, you know, how much time we do have in a day to, you know, make sure and accomplish all the things that you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh pushing me to be, you know, uh, to a higher standard um, academically um, as, a, as a young man individually, um, as a person in the community, just not, you know, for the football stuff, mm-hmm. just other stuff. Um, so, you know, it just, you know, gave me a different purpose and everything like that, just an understanding of stuff.
1: Good morning, Pearson now joining us on Let It Fly show. So you're doing a little bit of radio in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're obviously talking about this team in their first year under coach rule. What, what did you see? What did you think about their development as the season went along?
0: Uh, I liked it. You know, they were um, they were in games, I think honestly, other than probably the Michigan game, yeah. Um, I mean, they weren't getting tossed around. Um, I mean, you had bad quarterback play. Like that, yeah. If if you fix that situation, they're over five hundred. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you you have a young receiver core. You got dudes that got hurt and everything like that. You got quarterbacks that were inconsistent um, or you got guys that were thrown into a position that didn't play the position really Um, you know so I mean for a year one for them to be where they were and everything like that honestly like uh, that's astonishing Mm -hmm. Um, for them to say oh we're going to have this guy change and this guy's not going to work out and we lead the turnovers in the nation in the country yeah (laughs) and you still have a chance for four games to go over five hundred, and you know, if you literally change, you know, four plays oh, yeah. in three of those games, three game, three of those games are wins. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I was, I wouldn't say i I was impressed. Uh, I was definitely happy, you know, with the results. Um, you know, rule definitely got in there and gave something that was missing. Um, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a lot more active, a lot more hands on with stuff. Um. I'm excited to see, you know, how things progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I was really, really happy with year one defense, you know, looked amazing. But, again, it's a Big Ten. It's a physical uh, league and everything like that. It's a long season, uh, you know. So, stamina, endurance, you know, got to gotta be well, got to finish strong. Uh, so, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how they take the next steps from last year to this year.
1: One of those games you're talking about is the Maryland game. Obviously, a couple things happen differently. They win that game. Where Did you grow up? Liking the Terrapins, not liking the Terrapins that or Would you? What was it like uh, For College Park
0: for you? I really wasn't a fan of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, they were cool. Um, wasn't a fan of Virginia. Uh, wasn't a fan of Virginia Tech. I like Vic. Yeah, grew up, grew up liking Vic. Sure. Um, but it, it, it never. So you I, didn't have a favorite team in that area? No. Oh, okay. Um, if I had to choose, that like, you you, were part, you could probably say Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State was big That's what I grew up with. Um, I say, yeah. You know Miami Was huge mm-hmm. um, USC of course Because of Reggie And everything like that mm-hmm. uh, So I mean I, I really didn't Have you know The, my, the home teams Wasn't really You know My thing or whatever mm. I didn't I didn't want to Be close I really didn't like them You know Too much or anything like that They, they were cool in their own right But it just I never went Oh I want to be a Terrapin like, Were you an
1: NFL fan growing up? Or you- yeah uh the commodore with deep redskins with the washington team were you a fan of them uh or baltimore or
0: for what a, for a early early on my younger um years i was a redskins fan and okay. then i'll probably say about fifth or sixth grade i was a ravens fan so okay. uh actually once sean taylor probably passed away i oh, became yeah. a Ravens. actually yeah. yeah uh once he passed away i became a ravens fan so yeah. I, I i grew up Ravens And that's just What it was
1: Yeah Who's your Who'd you say Was your favorite Teammate at UNL
0: I don't know If I can answer That one
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who did you Have the most Fun Around I, I mean, it was time. a, it was a,
0: it was a group of us. Like there's yeah. no, there's not one in particular, you know, person or whatnot. I mean, it was about five or six of us every mm-hmm. weekend, you know, all right, what y'all doing? Uh, so, yeah. you know, Kalu was in that picture. Kyron was in that picture. Um, Keon Williams was in that picture. Um, uh, Stan was in the picture. Like, so I, JD, it, it, I can't pick one. Right. Right. Uh, you know, we would be out. With B. Riley, Kenny, here and there, and every now and then. so. I mean, there's, there's, there's too many to pick. Okay, uh, that that that's when I can't I can't put an exact face because it was always a group of us around. I mean, you know, my sophomore and junior year, B. Riley, uh, Seaton, and uh, Snake. I mean. Uh, uh, Nate Gary, oh I yeah, I called him Snake. That's a nickname. Uh, <laughs> they lived right across the hall from uh, me, Kalu, Adam Taylor, and uh Trey Mosley before he transferred out. Yeah. So I mean, it was party central, right? Literally right across the room. Either way, right, you going right. to go with it. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's too many too many memories, too many people to to pick. That's funny, see, then I always um because
1: you know Stephen's from Louisiana, mm-hmm. Rumble High School. I went to high school in New Orleans, and um. One time I was like, dude, if you want me to make you some gumbo or something, bro, just just call out, you know. And uh, Kyron, we well, took, took advantage of it, but uh-huh. Sethan didn't. But I still chat with him occasionally, so he's still making it. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: Kyron is uh, still actually uh, still in town locally, too, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's um, at
1: it, he just had a camp. I don't know how long ago that was, but yeah. I tweeted some stuff out for his camp, yeah. What's your golf
0: game like right now? I don't play golf. I'm near to drive and Oh you don't play adult, adult I was at that beverages. golf tournament. I saw
1: you there, I figured with Steve yeah, Taylor. I figured I'm, you were playing. No. You I just drive the car?
0: That and adult beverages. That's it. <laughs> um that golf is not my thing at all. No. I'm surprised. I, no. I just Just to hang out. It's too slow. Yeah. I can't. Uh I don't I don't uh, I think I've probably played golf maybe three times probably. One time with Johnny. Yeah. Uh one time with uh some people that I met out in uh Fremont and probably that day. Like, I don't – That was it. I don't care. See, I thought
1: seeing you out there, I'm like, okay, this guy gets his, his golf game right. No, I thought maybe um, You're like no No not And you're a great athlete You know you play every All those different positions And everything And that doesn't
0: this You can have me. golf uh, It's too slow It's not my thing I'll, I'll yeah. pass They call it a long walk That sucks You, you know <laughs> I know a lot of business deals Happen out there yeah, so yeah. I probably need to learn How to play a lot sure, yeah. A lot more But yeah, yeah, I'm it. not there yet. I'm, uh, I'm not concerned about it
1: Last thing before we let you go Give me your, your best memory At Nebraska On the field
0: Man, it's I didn't I didn't seen a lot of them. The Oregon game, oh yeah, uh, the Michigan State game, the Miami game. My freshman year, that, w- that was a, that was a crazy game.
1: That game was as loud, and I've never seen fans fighting like that in the stands. i think been a lot of their games. They were mad that it was late too. It was like
0: nine o'clock, so it, <laughs> that 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 was a good game.
1: Yeah, uh, man, Randy Gregory was good in that game. So was Amir. Oh, they both were good in that game.
0: Um. Kenny, Kenny had a nice nice game too. I don't it, it there there's some there it's hard to pick right, you know, a, a, a favorite memory. I'm 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 not too sure. I can tell you the one that that pisses me off. That's the most. always you guys
1: always remember those better.
0: Uh the fact that I that we played Rutgers, or I would probably say my senior year. I've never returned a punt at home. And the fact that that has never happened, it pisses me off still to this oh, day. Wow. And I've probably had about three to four opportunities to take a kickback at home. And it yeah. just never. Just didn't happen. At home, nope. Mm. It, for, for whatever reason, I it, it drives me insane.
1: Yeah. Does it drive you insane when guys don't return punts? Because now there's a lot more fair catching happening in college football and in pro football. Does that.
0: In um, college football No because you're just not built that way mm-hmm. um, And then you know Some people you know Their coach might be out there Telling them to, to, to fair catch They're playing the statistical things Certain mm-hmm. stuff So I, I get I get that, that part of it um, In the NFL uh, No because it, the return still happens You know they just don't you, You'll have you know maybe Under five returns a year Punt return and probably kick return. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it's a lot harder in the NFL than it is probably in college. Um, it doesn't piss me off like you just you can't you can't rush things. You got to kind of like, let the game like, come to you. Pretty yeah. pretty much, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially you don't want to do it at the next level because you do something like that and cost the game or something like that. You might get cut the next th- th- the true. next that morning. So yeah. think think a little bit before you know you you act on it.
1: Give us your Super Bowl pick.
0: I hate both teams. <laughs> I'm I'm Ra- I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a Raiders I'm a Raiders fan. Yeah. Like I played for the you Raiders before.
1: Before you played for them, you were a Raiders
0: fan. Yeah, or just, okay. And, right, cool. uh, well, like my I I started liking them a lot more uh, in college. My best friend uh, Keon, he's a Raiders fan. Okay, so I kind of started liking them a lot more, more so, and mm-hmm. then um, had the opportunity to be a part of the organization and. Um, it's just a family thing. It's just it's yeah. it's a Raiders thing. It's mm-hmm. a, the Raiders' way about stuff and everything like that. Um, nice. To where it's just like, I, that that's just that's just home. So whenever they play, it's just I'm them. So I'm never ever gonna root for the Chiefs. And the Raiders can't stand the Forty ers as well. So yeah.
1: Bay Area rivals.
0: Uh, literally. Um, if I had to pick, I, I would say the Forty ers because I think uh, it's only two positions that. I think I feel like that the Chiefs have them beat it, and that's, you know, quarterback and tight end, maybe, maybe tight end, and man, kicker. You can put kicker in there. I'm
1: with the head coach in there,
0: we talking about players now. About I know, I know, I know. It's Andy, that, boy. That, that's that's, a, that's I, I would say Andy. that's even though, yeah. Like well, I, I would, I, 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 okay. I, you 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 can yeah. give you can give Andy because he's won Super Bowls and everything sure. like that. So I, I'll I'll give you that, mm-hmm. but you know, Kyle, Kyle is something else on on, on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's going to come down to, you know, what quarterback, um, uh, makes the fewest, you know, mistakes. Sure. Yeah It's hard betting against Mahomes. I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, coming back from this, this last deficit with the 49ers, he if, if they don't, if he doesn't start slow, you know, mm-hmm. they, they might have their hands full. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it will be a good game. Um, I don't think it will be a, you know, a defensive like front on, on either side. Mm-hmm. um, I, I I probably I see the 49ers taking it honestly.
1: Sounds good. DP, we appreciate it, man. you for the time.
0: You, Thank you.
1: All right, welcome back to Let It Fly Show. We appreciate DeMorney Pearsonell for coming on with us and telling us some classic stories from when Nebraska was actually winning some more football. Um I'm with him in terms of the Niners, in terms of who I think will win? I know it's a surprise. A lot of people they're favored. They're favored because they do these power rankings in the NFL, and the Niners have a higher power ranking. That's why they're where they are. Um, at the same time, picking against Patrick Mahomes has just not been good for anybody in terms of gambling. And so, I personally like the under. I think you have the number the number one and three defenses in terms of scoring defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the under in that game. I think it's at 47 or 46 and a half now. I kind of like that. I think it's going to be a slow starting game. And then, again, in the fourth quarter, whoever has the ball, as we always say, ends up winning the game. Special thanks, as I mentioned, Desmondi Personnel, former Husker, for joining us. Also, executive producer Phil McClain, our technical director, Val Elvis. I know Mac was around here too. Mac is here as well. And then Meg, the social media maven, getting the pictures out and getting everything up on on Instagram and everywhere else. Also, thank you to our presenting sponsor, Bud Light. As we said before, whether you're hanging out with friends or you're just hanging out in the Let It Fly show, watch, listen to us, or you're here in the bar, wherever you are, Bud Light brings you easy drinking and easy buckets throughout Nebraska. Easy to drink and easy to enjoy. As Josh Jones would
0: say, when he gets back... At- One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. After taking care of the baby, as he would say, it's Let It Fly
1: show. You know how we do it.